Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Troy Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, joined as always with... Daniel Garcia. And with... Chris, the curator Johnson, and you're listening to another edition of the All Angels podcast. We're back again. Seems like we were just here. We were Sunday, uh, but there was no game. Yeah. So you know. But uh, the funny part is, though, you know, we're all here. I don't know how you start your week. You start your week on Saturday, or you start your week on uh, or a Monday or Sunday. But either way, it's like we get everyone together twice this week. It's a it's a rare occasion. Yeah, man, we got Chris the here presence of the producer to the stars. Oh, and you got a shout out on one of the emails later today. So he See? said last episode to tell him what it happens, and we got one today. Yeah, man, the the audience clamors for the curator. Ooh, yeah, there kinda you go. Rhymed a little bit. <laughs> um, so just two games to review this week. Not uh, much happening. Uh, identical games, pretty much. Right. Ended in the same score. So let's let's quickly review those two games, and we'll get to the uh, elephant in the room, the trades that went down. Trade deadline, yep. So uh, we'll we'll talk about Sunday's game. We were recording on Sunday when every you know when we were recording on Sunday when the Angels were playing a game against the Ams. The Angels had won the first two games and actually had won that Saturday, sixteen and four. But I guess they used up all their runs because. Yeah, I was joking with a friend. It's too bad they couldn't use like an aggregate score like they do in soccer. Yeah, because it's it would have been like twenty one. Oh, they would have uh, won the series five or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so uh, it was a Griffin Canning start. Bright spot was Griffin Canning in this one because right. he went eight innings, gave up four hits, only one run, a walk, and seven strikeouts. This game was, I mean, dominated by pitching. The whole game, pretty much. Yeah, for a lo- I mean, we were like you said, we were recording while the game was going on. It got to a point when we got done with the recording. I think it was like the seventh inning or eighth inning, and and yeah. you know the, I think it was score was still like one one or one zero. Oh, but the right. fact that Canning was still out there and the fact that the game was still close, I think surprised um, both of us. Yeah, it was zero zero into the seventh when Seattle got on the board, and then the Angels answered right back in the bottom half of that seventh inning, and then the Ams would eventually win the win this game in extra innings when the Ghost Run, I think, calling the Ghost Runner on yeah. second scores on a single. So. Man, the Angels continue to struggle in extra inning games. Yeah, that makes it uh, one for five this Ooh. year with extra innings. And the funny part, and a lot of people, I, I guess, like the idea when Joe came in. He was, he he said he's bringing back small ball, and he was in a bunt, and he was a no, move guys. No over. one remembers how to bunt. Yeah, you know, no one knows how to bunt now. That's that's the deal. Like Rahifo did come up right away, mm-hmm. and he tried to put a bunt down. I know once, maybe twice. But either way, he he missed, and now the count's zero and two. Now you kind of have to put, you know, let him swing, and you know, obviously it didn't work out because they didn't score a run. But um, it's great to say that you want to bring something back, but if no one knows how to do it, it, it it's just one of those things that uh, sounds great. But when you put it like into actual action, I don't think this team can play that small ball, at least not yet. Yeah, you have to have the right pieces to do it. You have to have guys that know how to bunt and know situations and know how to wear and not even just know how to bump but know where to lay it down and ah oh man yeah. It, yeah this is definitely a situation where you wanted to move the guy to third because now you have the next guy that comes up can hit you know a fly ball or a deep ball into the in in the infield and scores a run from home, uh, from third otherwise right and, you know. and and two i mean the team wasn't really hitting all day so you no. kind of had a feeling that you're going to have to move that guy over somehow to productive, have a productive out and probably, like you mentioned, another productive out. 
but you know the Angels only hit had five hits and two of those came from Albert. Um, so you know the team was just struggling that whole day and and when it came to the extra innings, uh, you know the Mariners were able to uh, were able to you know put a fourth a game plan and move the guy over and get the guy home and the Angels just weren't able to do it. Absolutely. So they lo- they lose this one two to one. Uh, Angels up two one in the series up to that point. So then they played on Monday. And uh, Jaime Berea got the start. Uh, I'm glad I saw Jaime and not Suarez. Right, Ooh. and that, that was the thing, too, because if you remember last week, they actually pitched on the same day. Right. Suarez was the starter, got lit up, and Jaime came in. Seven-inning game, so I think he only pitched, what, five innings? Like five or four and two-thirds or something Yeah, like that. so, and he did really well, so right. it was good to see how he was going to do this time around. And this was his actually his first start, not his first appearance, but his first start of the year. This wasn't a bad game for him. I wish I would have seen him go a little longer, but I mean, I think they it's were, progression he was on a, for him. He was yeah, on a pitch, pitch count, count. yeah. Uh, four and a thirds, five hits, one earned run, two walks, three strikeouts. Um, the Angels took the lead in the second and then in the third, or, and then um, it would be tied until like the sixth or what, seventh inning when the M's would take a 2-1 lead, and, and then that was it, because the offense right, just, again, yeah. did not show up. At, again, only four hits, and right. then like you mentioned, the only run the Angels got was off of Upton, Upton home, home run, run yeah but yeah Jaime only pitched 71 and they kind of 71 pitches so they said coming in that he was um limited and Matt Andres came in gave up a home run almost right away and then after that the bullpen settled down and, and again put up zeros the rest of the way through so I guess in that way you know that's a good sign the pitching aspect of it and two you know, this was the trade deadline. This Monday was a trade deadline. There was a lot of shuffling going on. There was guys that weren't planning to play that played. There were guys that uh, were planning to play a different position, had to switch that up. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or the fact that they lost another one of their buddies to another team, if that had anything to play with it. But, um, yeah, it just it was kind of crazy to see the outbursts the Angels had on Saturday night, and then they come play Sunday, Monday, and then just kind of completely just kind of uh, – not do anything offensively at all. I mean, yeah, you know, two runs in the last two games, two runs and, and nine hits in, in two games. Uh, I don't care who you play. You're not going to win a ton of games like that. But I mean, I guess the bright side, trying to be captain positive here. The pitching did really well these last two games. You know, obviously canning. Uh, I think what they say, this is the first time. Well, not the first time, but um, West is the second time then because I obviously bunny through a, a complete game, but this is probably the second time that an Angels pitcher went uh, eight innings. Yeah, it's almost like unheard of for right. anyone to get into the eighth, let alone pitch through eight innings. So uh, good to see Canning go that deep into a game. Um, was in command. He, I mean, looking forward to see what he can do his next time out. And it's something else that happened this Sunday game that um, the Angels are still kind of feeling the repercussions from is the David Fletcher uh, right. look like he sprained an ankle right running in running through first I mean to stop me when this sounds familiar uh not on the IL this has been there been like what three days four days now since it happened no IL stint still considered day-to-day as we record the Wednesday game has started uh not in the lineup for Wednesday so hopefully uh Thursday Friday sometime during the weekend that we're able to see Fletcher out there again because um, you know, he is a spark plug. He is a guy that gets on base and, and maybe I don't want to say that Saturday or Sunday would have been different if he stayed in the whole game because the injury did happen real, relatively early. Right. But you, you mean, you never know. It, maybe he's able to get a bunt down or something. Cause I believe when he yeah, came in for Fletcher and if, if, if Fletcher's in that 10th inning trying to bunt, uh, maybe he does get down. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe the same thing happens. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting to see that. So with, uh, you know, uh, Fletcher kind of being not on the IL but not playing right now, the Angels activated um, Franklin Barreto, a guy that they picked up from uh, in the trade for um, yeah, today. La Stella. So he's he's active and, and you know, segueing in here, uh, trades went down. Let's talk about the first trade that happened was Jason Castro to the Padres. For a pitcher, Gerardo Reyes. Yeah, so, I mean, we talked about the La Stella right. uh, Franklin trade last sun- on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, on the so, Sunday podcast. Uh, check that one out again. We had um, Martin Gallegos from the uh, L- uh, from okay. MLB.com that covers the A's talk about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so we kind of talked about that. So, now moving forward, Castro, the, the secret with – or the whispers with Castro was going on all day Sunday. And I don't think right. it actually happened until Monday morning was a, official. official. But – um, yeah, so they got a uh, San. He goes to San Diego, and as we record, he's actually in the he's lineup. In the lineup, lineup yeah. again with San Diego. 
but Gerard Ramirez, a uh, 27-year-old, um, so kind of older, but he does have a, a high velocity, 97 miles per hour. That's good. Um, you know, only 26 innings in 2019, which was his only major league time. So obviously, the the, the control thing comes into play there. Um, but when I when you look back at his games, it seems like he has a bunch of zeros and then like a or zero runs, and then he has like a three run game in there, then like two or three zeros, and then like a two run game. So it does just kind of looking at what he's done game log wise last year. It does seem like he's a very up and down reliever. Um, but obviously the Angels saw something they liked in him to get uh, to come over and and help the bullpen. Probably not this year because again no. he came over and got optioned right away down to uh, Long Beach. But maybe next year or um, I, I would guess next year because he's like I said he's twenty seven. So yeah, no, and and it stands out to me he's twenty six innings pitched thirty eight K. So that's a high strikeout. Yeah, guy. he did have a lot of uh, strikeout yeah. to yeah. Uh, inning twenty six to thirty eight. I mean that's. 38 Ks in 26 innings, that's no joke. So that's more than a strikeout per inning. So the, I saw a clip of him just completely come in and shut down some team in like three, like nine straight pitches. So the velocity is there. He went 4-0. and You can take that for what it's worth. Right. Uh, but, I, again, uh, Jason Castro was a guy that the Angels picked up on a one-year deal, was going to walk away probably at the end of the season. Why not go ahead and, and get and somebody and with some and upside? I don't, and you know, Castro was a, was signed with the idea of a full season. Like right, if he had exactly. a full season, yeah, he might have worked his way into getting some kind of extension. But when you you know the the slim the thirty game season, you're just not sure what you're going to get. And with that, I just don't know if they felt comfortable extending because Stasi actually before he went to the IL did a lot better. Um, before uh, you know, Ben Boom hasn't done bad since the time he has um, been out there. So. Um, Castro did seem like a, 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 a guy that trade, so um, I think it, it worked out. We'll get kind of into our personal who, who won what trade or whatever later, but yeah, that was like the first domino to fall. Yeah, and then following that on Monday during Monday's game, and this caused this is the one that caused a lot of shuffling right in the lineup. On right, Monday. so Monday uh, Brian Goodwin's actually Brian Goodwin ended up getting traded to the Reds. For left-handed pitcher Packy Naughton and cash considerations are planning to be named later. But Brian Goodwin is actually in the lineup on Monday. Last-minute scratch. Uh, again, Brian Goodwin. Now, this one, it, not that it surprised me, but Brian Goodwin was a guy that's not eligible for agency until 2023. So that's a guy that they had under team control. But decided to part ways with them because I think, you know, obviously the Angels' depth is in the outfield right. with, with Joe Adele you being the feature. You, you Brandon knew Marsh, someone would be moved. Justin you, Upton. Right. I mean, so. obviously Upton, people have their he opinion. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going, going anywhere. Nowhere. And then I guess for the good thing about Upton, he has seen to be improving little by little the last week or so. I right. mean, like I, uh, Monday, he's only got a score to run. He hit a home run. uh he had like a multi-hit. He had like, he had like three, a three-hit game, game like on, on Saturday, Saturday or Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So again, maybe he's turning the corner and, and getting into again. Maybe it took him a while to get into baseball shape. I mean, what are we at, like forty games now or whatever? Right. So he bounces. Good one to trade Gwen into Cincinnati. We get Packy. Why do you say his last name? Naughton. 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 Left-handed pitcher. We got Naughton. No. <laughs> Left-handed pitcher, he's 24 years old, and I think right. that's a real cool thing. He's another young pitcher, has yet to make an MLB debut, so he has a fresh clock. Right. Um, you're not looking at a guy that's only going to be on the team for one or two years. This guy is, um, you know, if everything pans out, he, he can be on in rotation at some level um, for a long time. Uh, he was the number 14 prospect by MLB.com in the Cincinnati uh, organization. I don't know necessarily if they transferred him over to the Angels yet and see where he ranks there. But, again, a guy that was top 15 in the Cincinnati um, minor league system now comes over with the Angels. And, again, um, a guy that's not going to have an impact this year but could very easily be competing for some kind of fourth, fifth spot next year. And also, like you mentioned, a, a player to be named later, um, Jeff Fletcher from the OC Register did say – that he has heard that that is go- also going to be a pitcher. But Bruh, okay. what teams are doing during the trade deadline is because technically you can only trade for guys that are on your 60-man player pool. 
So if you want to get a guy that's not in there, you kind of say, hey, it's a player to be named later. So after the season, when those other players are now eligible to be traded, um, you'll probably get another minor league pitcher there. Um, no names have come out, but uh, again, Jeff Fledger from the OC Registered has said that it is more than likely going to be another pitcher. So when you look at the, all the trades together, um, three guys get traded, Lestella, uh, Castro, and Goodwin. You get three pitchers, one the bullpen, and uh, one starter and one we don't know yet, and a in middle infielder guy that you know could have a lot of upside, could um, bomb out, but you know, does have that upside connected to him. Yeah, and you know, with with these deals, they weren't they none of these deals were gonna be blockbuster. They weren't gonna be the yeah, like Clevenger trade to right. San Diego that we're gonna see tomorrow. So you know, these these trades I think work out. You know, we'll talk about it. I think we have a couple of questions yeah. regarding that. We'll talk about that. So obviously the Angels were were willing to part with these deals, especially the guys who were on they're gonna sell the last service contract, Jason Castro on one year on a one year deal. So they were willing to part, and 2020 kind of just ruined everything for everybody. So right. even, even even the Angels, who, like you said, Jason Castro, they were looking for a full season out of him. And, and, and Brian Goodwin was a guy that was going to fill in till Joe Adele was ready. And, you know, Joe might not be ready, but he's getting playing time he's now. He's going to be so, out there. Yeah. So that's what, that, what, that's what has to happen. So, you know, we'll talk about the trades in, in general. Interesting part, too, is that they moved Goodwin. They don't have a third – Outfielder on or a fourth outfielder on the roster. Well, right technically, now. it's it's um, Fletcher, but he's, but he's hurt, hurt right now. Yeah. So just like you know, just like in the game we're talking about, Castro gets scratched, right? But he's still technically on the lineup in the lineup. So if you figure Fletcher or uh, Castro is going to get traded at some point, I mean, Anthony Benboom is now on is starting. If anything happens to Benboom coming into the game, Fletcher is your emergency catcher, right? Fletcher leaves in the what the first or second inning. And now you don't have an emergency right, catcher. catcher. So uh, the funny part, Ben Boom got a, a got hit with a foul ball late in the game, and and he had to tough it out. I feel they have no one else. Um, do they have anybody else right now? Did they call anybody else? Yeah, Jose Brasenio. Brasenio, I think, okay. is now active on okay. on the um, is on uh, what should we call it? Active roster. Active, right active now. roster right now. Until again, Stasi comes Until back. Stassi. They they, uh, they said he's getting closer. Um, so we'll see maybe, again, maybe this weekend, maybe in the next couple of days, activate him, and then you have Ben Bumastasi as your catchers. Again, for this year, I think that works out just fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is what it is. You throw anybody out there, right? Yeah. I think Chris uh, will throw on the gear and catch for the Angels. Do it. He had to. All Do right, it. so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll get into the Curator's Chronicles. Yeah. And then we'll get into the emails, and we'll talk a little bit more about the trades and, and, and our our feelings about how everything went down so we will take a quick commercial break and we'll catch you on the other side of this break oh those are the screams i used to make when i would cut myself shaving before i knew about manscaped oh yeah thank you manscaped for turning my loud shrieks here into multiple peaks here cream of crop Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Oh, yeah. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce painful nicks and tugs. Yeah, those nicks and tugs are gone. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology. Oh, yeah. Technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. Yeah, nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. And Manscaped Engineering Team obsess over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months, yeah, 18 months perfecting that great ball hair trimmer ever created. They just released new and improved lawnmower 3.0, yeah, the cream of the crop, yeah, too sweet to be sour, yeah. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The batting year will last you 90 minutes so you can take longer shave. And that water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. Oh, yeah, in the shower after that, after that long match. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. One of the coolest features is an LED light that illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 and have sent your man here, yeah. Sent them pictures so I could see the smoothness for myself. And I'll tell you something, man, they ain't kidding. They ain't kidding. It's a cream of the crop. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, yeah. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off when you use armchair at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you 
you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There is no shortage of action going on with our partner over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Let's go! Is a beautiful day for a ball game. This is the curator here with another edition of Curator's Chronicles. I know you wait all week to hear this stuff. They do. Especially if you're listening in Dead Horse, Alaska. Um, we're pretty big out there, I heard. Chris is. Chris is big in Dead we're Horse. pretty big. All right. We might need to do a podcast from Dead Horse, Alaska. I'm willing to pay the Southwest. Uh, Damn, I'm down. four dollar Hey, can we do it like feet. next summer when it's like 100 and something degrees out here? And it, and it doesn't right get now. dark over there, right, in the summer? Like the sun know. stays up all year long, right? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know at some point it does. We'll get, we'll get the answer there. Duncan? Well, Duncan, let us know. Answers. Duncan Healy, he's our, let us know. He's our source up. Of can Alaska? we stay at your place? All right. Um, this edition with the Curator's Chronicles, we bring you the mascot edition. Um, do the Angels have a mascot? We're going to explore that right now. Uh, Daniel, you're a little bit younger than younger than us, so you might not remember these uh, characters that used to be um, paraded around the Big A. But the Big Ed, the Big Ed. <laughs> But it was the Big A when some right. of these mascots yeah. were still there. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then the Big Ed. Yeah. That's another topic for another, another day. day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to my attention. But um, the Angels had some mascots not until the about the mid-90s. I would say like 90, 94, 95. Yeah. Uh, the Angels introduced two mascots, being that we are California, and California, the California Bear is the state mascot. They introduced Southpaw and Rigby, yes. two bears that used to yes. go around the stadium wearing the California Angels jersey, the CA. Well, Southpaw makes sense because lefties are called Southpaw, but Rigby, what do you think... Rigby, I would say it's an homage Eleanor? to uh, maybe Bill Rigby? Rigney, maybe. Oh, Rigney. No, it's Rigby. Rigby. Right? Sounds like Rigby. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean. You know what? We need to deep dive. Or we need to Tom? dive deeper yeah. there. Tom Duino needs to. Yeah, we need to get on that. That's going to be a follow-up uh, yeah. Chronicles. <laughs> but a few years later, like John's, Johnny said, at the Big Ed they um, unveiled two more California Bears because we're getting super what's the, creative here. What's the other one's name? Switch? Twitch? We have Scoop. Scoop. First base. Yeah. The Scoop. And Clutch. 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 Clutch hitter. That was Clutch right there. So, at the swap meet, I brought in a little, uh, it's like a beanbag wannabe, like Thai bean baby. <laughs> Things meant, though. This thing is meant. Um, it's got the tag on it still. So, if you're watching Facebook Live, let me... I'm trying to get it over there. There we go. 
He's got a halo on. He's got wings. It's it's like a disaster. And his fav- and Johnny's favorite uniform. I can't even get it on the screen right there. There we go. John John's digging this right here. Mm. But you can just yeah. see it on his face. So they used to go around the stadium and all that. But if you remember a few years ago, uh, I want to say like seven years ago when the Harlem Shake was all the <laughs> yeah, rage. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a Harlem Shake edition where they had Angels employees do it. But then when they did the, you know, like when you go from the, then you do like the Harlem Shake. Mm-hmm. They had the mascot heads on some of the, on some of the. Wow. And they had their heads. Girls. So that's so. Yeah. What I'm saying is deep down in the archives, yeah, you, you of the beat stadium, me to it. Deep, deep in the basement, these mascot heads exist, Ooh. and we need to put them on. What else is down there? Kind of, hey, kind of. My like, trash can uh, is down there. Kind of like uh, the that shovel is down there. Sixty sixers. Yeah. And and, and, and well, I, I feel like we're we're okay to say it now because he no longer works for the for the franchise. Yeah, that's, that's where I was but getting we at. We had a friend with the Sixty Sixers baseball team who took Daniel and I deep down in the archives, and man, they had all the spirit yep. bug for bomb, years you know, you know the mascot heads they had paw patrol man it was insane. any kind of giveaway where they had people sign up or dress up yeah they were uh ready to go they had all that stuff down there dude so what do you think is down deep down in the angels basement of anaheim stadium or whatever it's called now angel stadium you think that shovels down there you think the holy Halo Grail yeah, is down the there? Halo Grail's down there. I mean, like, I didn't expect the mascot heads to still be around. No, yeah. Why? I mean, yeah. And then when I saw that moment, I was just, like, energized. But then, nah, nothing since. <laughs> oh, and then my follow-up to all this is, is the Rally <laughs> Monkey a true mascot? Nah. No. I, it's and not, it's, he's not present. No. He's, not, he's not present. He's, he's not been walk, absent. He's not walking around the stadium like he has his He showed up vignette. to Fan Fest like mid-2000s, and he signed baseballs with the Sharpie. Did he really? And, yeah, he Damn. did. Scribbles or what? <laughs> Scribbles. Each autograph was a, a different, you know, a different form. Right. Yeah. So... Hard to authenticate that one, huh? That's pretty cool. I I need that ball. (laughs) Need a ball like that. But yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures of him signing. Hmm. Um, Probably the rarest autograph in Angels baseball. You would think, right? Yeah, but um, yeah, is he real mascot? No. Do you want a guy see a mascot now? Nah. Nah, I don't. I think that's passe. Unless you're mascots like a Philly, cool. Philly like fanatic. Philly fanatic top mascot. You know, Mr. Matt. Like either you're really. I feel like with mascots, either you're really good San or you're Diego horrible. Chicken. You know, I mean, there's not like a mascot where it's like, oh, I do like okay. Bernie at the 66. What's that? The San Diego chicken that you can see Legendary. right over. Legendary. Daniel's shoulder over there behind all those bobbleheads back there. But yeah, I, I think if, if you're not like a standout mascot, I don't. I don't think people really look at mascots anymore. Yeah. Not even kids. Like, they're too busy on their phones at games. Like, little kids who aren't <laughs> Damn, paying attention. Now this is turning into, like, a back-in-my-day kind of stuff. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, if you go to a baseball game, you go you go there and watch a game, but there's, let's, let's face it, there's kids that go that don't, they're there because dad takes them and they don't want to be there. They're preoccupied with the phone, where back in the day, there was no phone, so teams had to entertain these kids who weren't, you know, who are little kids, aren't really, don't know what's happening in baseball. Right. Oh, look at the mascot, look at the mascot. I think now it's it's kind of it's kind of like a passe kind of thing. Do you now. think opposing players come to the the big A? And fear like, the rally no, monkey? not that rally monkey. Don't bring it out. I no, think there used to be a, a little rally monkey effect when they played the video, yeah. like years ago. I'm talking For players? 15, 15 years ago, yeah. Maybe fans, but I feel players. like you get into their head a little bit. Only if there was a Meh. real monkey that came out and started jacking yeah. stuff up. Meh. But anyways, Meh. the Angels did fire the guy that created the rally monkey about three or four years ago. So, <laughs> But yeah, they know. still used the crap out of it. Yeah. And they made a ton of money off it right. and all that. Is it, is, it, is it? I know we talked about this before, like off air, but is it time for the retire the rally monkey? I thought he was already, to be honest. I mean, he was still there, obviously, last year when people were at games. I don't know if necessarily if they're still... Busting out the rally monkey now. Do they even sell rally monkeys in the stores anymore? Do they yeah. still sell them? Uh, the, they're going to milk that to the day. The rally, as long as the train calling all the angel song plays, the rally monkey well, will be there. Well, you know what? The rally monkey ain't even an angel thing. I've seen the Dodgers have rally monkeys yeah, and weird. all teams have them. So whatever. 
Meh. You know, it's kind of like uh, trout net and rally net, you know? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Dang. Niche. It was niche. I digress. Niche. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening to another edition of The Curator's Chronicles. Let's go! And that was another edition of the Curators Chronicles, everyone's favorite segment of the show. For sure. Um, let's get into some emails that we got. Uh, Daniel, you want to want to start us off with some here? Yeah, there uh, we got a couple emails this week, and again, you can always reach us at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. Allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. Um, one thing I want to mention before we get to emails is that as we record this. Um, oh, some yes. breaking news has happened, and we kind of talked doo-doo, about doo-doo, it like doo-doo, doo-doo, doo-doo. literally like ten minutes too early. But that player to be named later for the Reds um, in the Brian Goodwin deal has come down. His name is Jose Sandoval, twenty-year-old, oh, right. left-handed pitcher. He's, Another Sandoval. He has been in the rookie or uh, rookie level of the of the Cincinnati Reds, so obviously he's not in the top. Um, uh, prospect list, not in the top 15 or top 20 or anything like that. So, uh, but really young again, 20 years old. So, uh, another pitcher, like, uh, I mentioned Jeff Fletcher, uh, said in a tweet pretty much right after the, the Brian Goodwin trade happened. So, yeah, so that's another, we got two lefties out of the Brian Goodwin trade. So we didn't get Joey Votto? <laughs> no. Uh, um, what I, thought the we, heck? I thought straight up Goodwin for Votto. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? What is wrong with these guys? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I, I mean, you know, I, this is good. This is good just because it adds pitching. Well, let's, let's get to this question real quick before we talk too much about the uh, trade deadline. This was from Rob Lastings. He says, hi, guys. Glad to see the Angels move uh, around some guys that would eventually just walk away. Lestella for a good, uh, for a good with upside, a player. I'm guessing, I'm guessing. I'm guessing he meant like a player with good upside is good. Castro to pick up bullpen help, good move and good win for a lefty. I don't mind it. So again, good win now for two lefties. So he kind of mentions everything that kind of happened. Um, I gave you the new information about uh, another pitcher they picked up. So kind of overall in the deadline, uh, how do you feel the Angels did? I think they did all right. I mean, again, I, I, I'm looking at it through the uh, – I'm taking off the Homer glasses, the uh, Halo Haunt glasses, and I'm Those being realistic. Too. I'm being realistic where nobody the Angels have is going to bring in anyone who is going to make an impact right away. Um, right. Unfortunately. I mean, that's unless, just the way Unless they gave up – Adele and Marsh. Marsh, and, you, you know, know, even – Jeremiah Jackson. Well, the one thing, too, like I was wondering was – Even how, then, I don't even know. If they, you know, Bundy's name was floating around. Right. But you had a figure, Bundy would have got you back a pitching high pitching prospect, just because Bundy has another year of control. Why pitch, why trade a pitcher unless you're going to get a, another pitcher with mm-hmm. with con, more control behind him? So I never thought that was likely. Right. But like people like that, a Bundy, um, like you mentioned, Joe Marsh, uh, uh, people like that were going to get you something like that. But I, I just, you know, for what they gave up. I think they did fine. Yeah, I mean these guys, the, these guys that they were traded away weren't going to demand high, like anything high. I think Goodwin for Packy Naughton. I think that was a like that was about as best that you as you were going to get from right. a, a Goodwin type guy. Jason Castro last year of his deal. Why would the Padres want to give up somebody that is like high on their prospect list for a guy who's a free agent at the end? But of the the year. Padres were dealing. Oh like, yeah, oh, they man, got like they, nine new players. Right. <laughs> And and this other guy that they got, this rookie guy you just talked about, the Sandoval kid. Hey, this is a guy who, in essence, now is going to be an Angels farm guy. He's going to be developed for him by he, the Angels. I mean, he's a throw-in guy. Yeah. So, so anything you know, that comes any, out of him, anything, anything can happen. Obviously, um, Packy, he's gonna, he's the main headliner that you expect something out of. When you get someone like this again, twenty years old, Jose, uh, left-handed pitcher. Um, you know, it's hard to say at this point what he can be or can't be. Maybe he is a Cy Young winner down the road, or maybe he is a guy that tops out at Triple A and does, doesn't break the major league roster. You just don't know at this stage. But um, you know, at least they're getting those pitchers in the system to hopefully develop them and hopefully do turn into some kind of a contributor. Right. 
Chris, how'd you feel about the, do you have any thoughts about the trade deadline at all? Or did you just kind of, do you like it? Do you like getting rid of some players? I'm just glad that Hobie is now um, with Packy. <laughs> so we got a lot of ease going on. Again, Hobie Milner, yeah. though, did go on the IL yeah. sometime this week. So um, Chris's favorite yeah, player. I do. Um, I was gifted a Hobie Miller USA team. Milner. Uh, Milner? Milner. Milner. Uh, Milner. Okay. Hobie. Hobie. Anyways. <laughs> uh, USA team autographed uh, certified card by uh, John. So I appreciate that. Thank you. There you go. Thanks for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, I, I like the trades. I like the trades. You weren't going to be like the Padres and get no Clevenger. No. Um, they're, 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 their farm system is so deep that their you know, 12th guy would probably be like a top five guy. But you got to remember, they, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2006. And so now it that's... looks like they're going to make a run, which is cool. Like, I'm glad I joke with these guys, like, you know. San Diego's my NL team, but you know it's cool to see another team in California do good besides the Dodgers. You're that guy, huh? I'm that guy. Yeah, You're that everyone's guy. kind of cringing over here, but I don't care. I got family in San Diego; they'll be my NL team. I have my my cousins are big, big, big Padres fans. I've been a Padres game since I was little. Jack Murphy. Um, so yeah, I have no hate for the Padres. They're not my NL team or anything, but no hate for the Padres whatsoever. It's good to see them kind of make moves, and it's always good to see them kind of. They're like the Cubs, where they're like the lovable losers, kind of. You know what I mean? Where they haven't really ever done anything, but you you want to see them, you know, succeed. So, um, is this yeah. the year they do it? No, the shortened season. I don't. Well, think- you never know. You never I, know. They made the playoffs. I just, I mean, yeah, like you said, especially. Okay, so you know, I listen to a lot of sports radio, um, sports podcasts. One show that I've been listening to. Obviously, I've been listening to these guys since. Jeez, I think I was like a freshman in high school. Mason in Ireland on ESPN. And they were talking about the this year's MLB playoffs where, you know, this could be the Dodgers as good as they are. That first round is you only got to win two games. And, and the Dodgers can get eliminated because just like that. It wouldn't be – it wouldn't shock me. Like if you were to say, hey, Clevenger outpitched right. Kershaw. Exactly. Or Clevenger outpitched mm-hmm. um, uh a walker or that or the San Diego offense just happened to outslug the the Dodgers right offense. like that and doesn't that, surprise no. me that wouldn't surprise me at all so right. yeah i think especially with the expanded playoffs and the fact that that the top two teams get into it i think that makes it San Diego's automatic they're not going to have to deal with that wild right, card right they're not going to um, have to play so yeah dude like anything can happen in the in the playoffs i mean you get hot at the right time you get a, a pitcher or a couple pitchers that just happen to find their groove at that time and and the funny part is too with the shortened season and the way the pitch counts are, and you can probably see that with a lot of pitchers, towards the end of the 60-game season, that's when they're like now normally getting used to the season and then maybe now they're finding the groove, and that's going right. to be the playoffs. Right, exactly. So, interesting. The Padres, man, they they, they it's for possible. Them. It's Good possible. Look what happened to the, the Nationals last year. Going into the All-Star break, they were dead last. They were dead last in their division, and they won the World Series. Yeah, Turn it so, around. So, just you got to catch fire. Yeah, That's it. I mean, good catch for them. Um, you know, they're probably the the, the trade deadline winners. Um, there's other teams that made a little small moves, but kind of like what we mentioned. Besides that Clevenger trade to San Diego, there wasn't really a big name, another big name that got moved to the trade deadline. Like most no. of it was smaller guys, kind of uh, bench guys or, or role player guys, if you will. Like Lance Lynn didn't get moved, even though a lot of people were talking that he might. Um, Obviously, Simmons didn't get moved. A lot of people said he might. So, um, you know, it was it was a good trade deadline considering it was a sixty game season and we didn't know what the heck was going to happen. But mm. uh, you know, that's over. So now, literally, this is the team we have. We are in September. We are down the last month, and without September call ups, uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to if we're going to see uh, some of these younger guys as much as people want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> We're like twelve and something yeah, right now. This, it's hey, this, is, this won't get hurt long term. Yeah, don't blow an ACL and be out. For yeah, like just half. just or Tommy just, John and miss all of next just season. Get through. Just get through the season. Let's just get through this. Twenty twenty one, baby. There you go. This next one is from Duncan Healy. Oh, uh, shout out again. We need to know a when it's all dark and when it's all light in Alaska, and b um, just hey, can we hang out? Do you have a place we can stay? <laughs> My dad lived in Alaska. Just a little side note. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Anchorage? So, I don't know. I think it's more like Juneau. 
Juno? Okay. Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Juno? know. Juno? I don't know. No, okay. All right. All right, guys. They'll be here all week. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways. Hey, that was good. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. Jeez, guys. You guys are uh, I, I, the, the next You don't improv. have a sound effect for that? <sighs> you guys. Come on. Top symbol. <laughs> all right. Why do we need it when you guys have you guys? All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. What did Duncan say? Duncan said, good God, we are bad. <laughs> or, or, or are we bad with like three A's, four A's? Uh, well, heck, at least we had the curator back on Sunday. So there you go. There is your shout-out. You say no one emails us, and that's all fake. There you go. You have an email right here from Duncan Haley that appreciates you here on Sunday. There's some positives, right? There you go, yeah. Hey, Duncan, thank you. Duncan, the star of AM830 uh, Social Media Day last week. Was he? Well, no, it was like two weeks ago when they had like Social Media Day. They had like, oh, shout-out to Alaska. And Johnny and I both looked at each other like, or not looked at each other, but text text each other like almost at the same time. That has to be Duncan. (laughs) Yeah, Duncan, start clearing out that guest room because we're heading up, man. Duncan, uh, do you guys have a like a what? Are, what are you, does he have? What are those rooms called where like it's just a room and then they have the hole in the in the ground to fish in? Oh, oh like an ice house? Well, I don't know if it's an igloo, it's but like ice, they go ice fishing. Yeah, they go. It's just a house and yeah. and that ha- not a house, it's just like a room this size and there's a hole in no, it. It's, yeah, smaller, saw, it's smaller than this room. It, okay. It's smaller. Yeah, I saw it in grumpier old men. There you go. Uh, two, yeah. I think. Yeah. Maybe one. Or grumpier two. old men. Grumpier old men. Yeah. That's Chris and John. Yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Right. <laughs> so the next, the next question question is from Ruben, and this one actually was a good question. This is kind of angels related, but also um, baseball related. He says, um, David Ortiz, Derek Jeter, Chipper Jones, Jim Tomey, and even Tory Hunter all has steady but still progressive, uh, productive deadline, uh, declines later in their years. Albert Pujols has had a historically bad one since signing with the Angels. Why is Albert declines this bad? Uh, Nelson Cruz is also another, mind, another name that comes <laughs> to mind. HGH. <laughs> wow, okay. What? So I think I, I think Did you cough? Yeah, really. I think the easiest thing to say, I mean, and probably the most boring part to say is like, oh, everyone's body's different, everyone uh age is different. But I think if you throw out if you honestly throw out Derek Jeter, Chipper Jones, Tory Hunter, because this the body type. They're they're smaller dudes. Obviously your Ortiz, your Alberts, your your uh Jim Tomey's are bigger guys, so obviously they're gonna take a bigger uh you know, Albert's biggest thing has been his injuries later in his career. Yeah, so, especially a lower body. Wait, it's mm-hmm. a weight issue. So that's why I'm saying, like, Derek Jeter never got huge. Chipper never got huge. Torrey Hunter never got huge. But if you look at their numbers, and I kind of found this interesting, you look at David Ortiz and Albert Pujols, they're kind of, I think they're a pretty good uh, mirror because they both started when they were 21. They both went until, you know, Albert's like 40 right now-ish. We don't know for sure. There's a common denominator that you're saying with David Ortiz and Albert Pujols. They're from the Dominican. Right. Well, yeah, so, that's what I was so, going to get to. And uh, I know Albert Pujols, Albert Pujols was quite litigious when it came to Jack Clark. Um, right, Making some claims and allegations, uh-huh. allegedly. Right. Um, and we're not going to get into all that because we don't his, want to get sued because uh... we have no money here. <laughs> um, they're both from the Dominican and... As we know, in the Dominican, we fudge uh, the ages and all. Oh that. yeah, so, like I talked to a, so um, you know, I it's, talked to a buddy. It's possible. I talked to a couple of people, and, and one of the responses I got was, "Oh yeah, considering that Albert's really forty-two, I mean, like forty-two. <laughs> that's generous." <laughs> but anyways, you look at the at the beginning of their careers, David Ortiz and Albert Pujols, from the twenty from the year they turned twenty-one to the year they turned thirty. Albert played in fifteen hundred. Uh, fifth, uh, yeah, one thousand five hundred and fifty-eight games. David Ortiz only played in one thousand forty-three games. So you're talking about a usage of like three plus seasons. And you got to remember that David has always been a DH, right? So yeah, exactly. He, he, so wear and tear. But, is... but you look at you look at the the season. This you get twenty-one to thirty in that time frame for both guys. I mean, you're talking about three plus seasons that Albert played more than David, and also over 1,400 at-bats more. So I think more of it, it has to do with just a wear and tear. Like, yeah. you drive a car. If, I mean, me and Johnny and I get the same car, same year, same everything, but I drive it like a maniac for the first five years of that car, and, and, and John just trying to drive it back and forth to work. No big deal. Obviously, my car is going to wear down a lot faster than his. I think it's the same thing with David and 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 and, and uh, Albert. It's just 
you know, David or uh, Albert was having such a good year, his, you know, his first handful of years out and just, you know, you can see it in the games played. It's just, he got wore out. Have you seen his high school yearbook? Yeah, he looked like he was 35. He looked older than me and I'm 33. We'll just leave it right there. (laughs) That and then, you know, David Ortiz did get mentioned a little bit with steroid juice and HGH juice or whatever, but allegedly, allegedly, Allegedly. he got named in it. Nothing was ever proven. So, uh, take that for what it's worth, but I guess that can be another, um, and uh, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Like, would it be would it surprise either one of you if ten years from now, twenty years from now, something comes out and says, "Oh yeah, these guys were playing on this back then." It wasn't illegal because we didn't know about it, but now it is. I mean, no, of course not. Yeah, exactly. No. Like no. that kind of stuff seems to always be ahead of the drug testers. So, um, not saying anyone used or anything like that, but I mean, you just never I'm know. About to get some Frank Thomas Nugenics, those commercials are <laughs> enticing, man. Well, I mean, you know, everyone comes up to him and, you know, they don't know him as Frank Thomas, the baseball player. They know him as Tom Fra- Tom, Frank Thomas, the Nugenics guy. Yeah. So, I do. You know. I mean, Frank Thomas, who? I don't know. The big what? Uh... The big, the big, the big Nugenics. No, the yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to point to anything in particular with Albert. It could be a bunch of series of things, age, plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis, well, thing, too, like, turf I don't toe. Know, I don't know if I don't remember. But I don't know if any of you guys remember. Do you remember David Ortiz ever really having an injury stretch where, like Albert, like one year was his foot, the next year was like his knee, and then like the third or fourth year after that was like, okay, finally he has an off season to fully train. But yet, you know, something happens later in the in the season. No, nah, I mean, I don't think so. But then again, I mean, he always primarily a DH, so I don't think he was prone well, to injury right. as Albert's much. Albert spending a lot of most of his years, yeah, especially his young years, in St. Louis, he didn't he couldn't DH. He's playing first base, and even now he was even playing third base when he first came into the league. Yeah, I think so like even two now, three years he was a third base. Tony, you know, obviously he's playing more first base than David ever did he later in the year. So how much did that take out of him? So right. Um, I mean, it's a good question to, to, to talk about, but I just think, man, you look at those first, like I said, uh, what, nine years that they played, both guys played, it is a world difference. And I just think, you know, the tire. The tire didn't have as much tread now as, you know, David Ortiz later in his career. And then who knows, if David plays another two or three years, maybe he ha- does have that same decline. I, I, I mean, I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, um, it's, it's hard to play baseball when you're 50 years old. <laughs> So, anyways, just saying. That's what yeah. he's saying. That's, 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 he is a uh, hint, hint, wink, wink at something. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I think that's it for the for the emails, right? Yeah, that's that was the last email. All right. So, anyway, guys, again, if you guys want to email us, you can always email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com on our social medias, Instagram and Twitter. It's Halo underscore Haven. Facebook, Halo Haven. There's a fan page and there's a like page. There's a lot of interaction there as well. So if you guys are on Facebook, um, obviously the Facebook Live that we're on right now as well. Um, with right. The cool graphics with the Chris, pr- the producer. producer to the stars over there, Chris, the curator Johnson, Chris, uh, the doing it up. Johnson. And uh, Chris, the producer Johnson, yeah. Um, but before we even sign off again, uh, you, if you're on Facebook Live, you can see uh, Daniel's wearing the Tider Skaggs Foundation, um, you know. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, dry fit, dry fit T-shirt. Um, yep. Dry, dry fit. You guys want to purchase one of those? You guys can head over to TitersKagsFoundation dot org. The money, the proceeds go to the Titer Skaggs Foundation to help the inner city keep Titer Skaggs name alive. Um, to keep, if you guys don't know, we're doing a what do you call it? A dry? What would you call strike it? Strike outathon? I don't know. Strike out? Yeah. Every, every strikeout that the Angels pitchers uh, um, tally up, we we're gonna uh, donate a dollar to the Titer Skaggs Foundation. And uh, if you guys want to keep up with that, follow us on, you know, our social media. And we we update it about once a week, right? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, I mean, Johnny uh, updated it on Monday. And, again, we're recording this Wednesday night. Uh, but right now we're at 299 So, obviously, I think the game's going on right now. So, I'm sure at some point during the game they got to 300 So, um, yeah, it's just a way for us to kind of give back a little bit. And we found a good organization to do it with. And um, we're looking forward for the payoff for this and, and – uh, you know, and, and helping people out there again in the community, helping Tyler's name uh, continue to grow and and stay stay present, stay relevant. Uh, you know, with everything that his his wife and his mom are doing with the Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Right. So, with that being said, we have uh, these two games right here against San Diego. Just before we leave, I wanted to, I have this written down. I didn't mention it. None of us mentioned it yet. But 
Today that we're playing the Padres as we're recording. Tomorrow they play the Padres in Houston for four, and then Texas for three. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's just it's not getting it's Houston. Not Houston, Houston uh, obviously the the uh, Padres are, are red hot right now, and then Houston's just Houston, and everybody's yeah. better than us. So Texas isn't easy either. Yeah, so. Texas isn't going to be a, an easy walk in the park. But um, again, maybe we start seeing some of these young guys get more at bats, gaining more. Um, playing time, get Franklin. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm interested to see how what he can do in this. He now finally time, dressed yeah. out with the team today, right. so um, well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, we'll still be here though. We, yeah. We're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, we'll be some, here. We'll be here some, Sunday. Some other podcasts have disappeared. I don't know where they went, but or some know. never show up. So or never happen. So anyway, <laughs> with that being said, um, yeah, we'll be here Sunday and then again Wednesday, and then we're going to keep doing our thing. So. I am Johnny Maggs. I am Daniel Garcia. Oh, yeah, that's me. I am Chris, the Curator Johnson. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.